Welcome to episode 157 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamia. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> what happens before the camera goes on? Ooh. Y'all will never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Oh my God. Well, oh my God. guess what? It's what day? Today is January 7th. We finally yes. have a Speaker of the House. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which has been my favorite thing the whole week. I love it so much. It was really bizarre. Oh, yeah. I mean, it hasn't happened in 150 yeah. years. Yeah. Like, like closed without a Speaker the first time in 100. It's, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And it's also reminds me, it was very Tea Party days. It was very much Ugh. like, we're going to hold everybody hostage. Such a spoiled group of people. They're going to continue to do. They're going to continue to do this. This is John oh. Boehner 2.0. Oh my God. Remember when they couldn't get anything through the house because you had these Tea Party douchebags. And it's the same thing, except they're insurrectionists. I know. They're, they're in, and that was, I read so many great tweets yesterday, but or like this morning, but it was like, um, you know, it's on January 6th, the second anniversary of January 6th insurrection that this group of people who these 20 like supported, including uh, Kevin McCarthy, who yeah. flip flopped on it. But uh, they're going to hold the country hostage and the world hostage. There's no nothing happening globally yeah. with the United States if we don't have any business going through the house. So it's so stupid. It, it's it's it, he made all kinds of concessions to them. And so I'm interested to see like how this is going to play out for him. But he's such a douche. Kevin yeah. McCarthy like yeah. such a douchebag like and what he's an just, embarrassment it's an embarrassment but it's like it's I just read a bunch of things about him but basically he's just failed upwards his entire career like and and like many a white male yeah but people who have been speaker of the house they usually have an agenda you know they have a plan um you know when you talk about Paul Ryan and he was always about cutting taxes and wanting yeah. to have tax breaks and he tried and tried and tried he finally gets Trump <laughs> who's going to sign off on anything and gets his tax breaks. And within two years, he's like, uh, Paul Ryan's like, peace, yeah. I'm out. And he was a young man. Oh, and he, he didn't knew. stay till he was 100. He was no. like, this is what I wanted as Speaker of the House. He got it. He left. Kevin McCarthy has and no plan. And became a lobbyist, right? Because he knew Probably. what he wanted. Yeah. But he has, Kevin McCarthy has zero plan. He has no, um, no he's, he's got no backbone. He has no, no um, moral center. He has no uh, issue that's important to him. No. So. None. And they know that. They know they can't count on him. They know that he can't, you know, hold the line. So it was uh, complete buffoonery. But what else can you expect? <laughs> it's the fucking Republican Party today. It's so, I, I it's, it's laughable. But then at the same time, it's like, well, what the hell are we going to be dealing with now? Yeah. For two years. Also, The Daily Show put a great clip out. Look, at, it's on oh. their Twitter. But they cut, they're like, the way that the uh, Fox News is reacting to this speaker vote is how they should have reacted to the insurrection. <laughs> and so they cut to show like instead of showing the the vote, they're showing the insurrection next to the GOP or the Fox News guys saying, this is a clown show. This is unbelievable. <laughs> this is outrageous. Like they cut it together perfectly. It was so fucking good. Oh, it was I love so it. good. It was I so love good. It. Because you know what? If that was Democrats doing this, it would have oh, been please. like, uh, they would have been burning that place to the please. ground. Come on please yeah there's they, no respect for it that's the worst part for me is there's no respect when matt gates by oh the way a lot God. of those 20 were from florida yeah of course and so and when matt Gaetz, when i saw him speak in that ugh. face oh and he gets God. up and he goes donald j trump yeah. or whatever he said i was like 
douche. Like I you know. could feel like everyone in the room was like, ugh. Like he's, and he had this stupid look on his face because everything is a joke to them. Ugh. They're not elected to work for the people, to do what's best for the people. No. They're there to further their name, Make hold on to power, yeah. take all the, 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 the benefits of what it is to be a house member. They're not there to actually do work. They're there to be stars. Yeah. And well, that's he, not what he, this he job's needs to about. Be a star in prison. Yeah. When Ooh. is that happening? Yeah. This motherfucker's not embarrassed at all. He's not embarrassed at all. Oh God. I just, I saw those eyes and that brow and I was like, oh, he's, and of course it was no surprise that he said Donald Trump. Mm Mm-hmm. No surprise. By the way, nobody else voted for him either. <laughs> That's the best. Like, loser. Yeah. Oh, a loser. <laughs> oh my Donald God. Donald Trump, this piece uh. of shit. By the way, Kevin McCarthy was like, I don't know. I watched all the January 6th insurrection hearings, like the January yes. 6th hearings. They mm. were incredible. The Kevin McCarthy involvement in like calling Trump while the people are storming yes. inside the building and he's running from his office with his staff to find safety. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy, he's on the phone with Trump saying, please tell these people yeah. to leave. Please tell them. And and Trump is saying to him, I don't know what to tell you, Kevin, yeah. right? <laughs> and so he's like pleading. And the next day, Kevin McCarthy goes, not a big deal. What's the yeah. big deal? He was shitting his fucking pants. Yeah. He was shitting Ugh. his pants, <laughs> begging for help, and then defended it. Like, my God. I can't even believe that, my he, God. that this is even happening. The other story, well, really, the tweets and, like, the memes about uh, George Santos have oh my God. made me happy. I mean, what a... This l- guy... Like, he looks crazy though. He He's was, got crazy eyes. He does. How do people elect this motherfucker? What know. is going on? But but why didn't the Dems vet him either? I think that they're okay. So from what I know, because I <laughs> like don't know a lot about a this, but like I think every single thing. Out I of his think mouth there were some things that had come out, like the papers. Like there were some yeah. things that had come out before the election, but it was really like after the election yeah. that everything, like the floodgates, opened. <laughs> Because wow. it was like his mom died in 9-11, but then she also died like on Christmas Eve or I don't know. It was like just the most ridiculous, ridiculous, but also ridiculous, it, That ridiculous. is our system. And if you're able to wiggle your way through by just standing in front of any other crowd, like standing in front of the Black Caucus, standing in front of the Hispanic Caucus, just telling people what they want to hear to you'll get, get their elected, votes, yeah. you'll get it. Like no one's double checking this shit. Nobody's paying attention. God. Because most people who go to vote go and say, okay, this person's Democrat, I'm voting for him. Oh, they're a Republican, I'm voting for yeah, them. They don't true. even pay attention to what's leading up to. You right. know, I mean that I mean it happened here with our uh, that school board election. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? Totally. It happens. It's it's there's I, I just wish there was a more of an oversight or just one committee, like on all these parties, like that their job is just to like dig into people. I mean, we have yeah. Google. Well, you also have to have a party that's strong enough to expose it and and keep hitting it, keep highlighting it, go to the papers, keep talking about it. Please. Parties are so fucking weak. (laughs) Weak ass bitches. Weak ass bitches. Um, P.S. This is Elvis's birthday weekend. And last night I took my kids to the city Fort Lauderdale is doing a ton of shit this weekend for Elvis. It's amazing. Are you serious? I'm fucking serious. So last night, or I I saw it in the paper yesterday morning and I came home at lunchtime yesterday and my kids were here and I was like, yo, we're going to go see Elvis, uh, impersonator tonight and on the beach in Fort Lauderdale and they go my daughter goes I don't think so <laughs> and I'm like what this, this bitch she's not left the house all week okay she's been sitting around doing nothing I should I said you haven't even been outside in a week okay and then she goes wasn't he like a drug addict and I was like what 
And then uh, my son, my he was son, a pill head, anyway, yeah, we yeah, watched yeah. the Elvis movie, so this is why. And then my my son goes, "Didn't he have sex with a girl who wasn't uh, old enough?" And I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> "I said, oh, we're going for the music. I just, just don't worry about Elvis. We're just gonna go for the music. God damn it, woke motherfuckers, right?" I was like, "Damn it!" So we go. It was a beautiful night, like sixty-eight. 69 yes, degrees. It was, it was gorgeous outside. It was right on the by the beach. It was in this little like park that they created out of a parking lot over there. And this guy was incredible. Really? He was I was <gasps> out of my a mind right and so the kids were bored out of they're walking no. around this park like running around they didn't give a fuck but i was like right? <laughs> I was so fucking excited and he did like early elvis and then like um his comeback special songs and then he like he went back and changed into this like leather black leather outfit oh my god <laughs> and he then vegas vegas then he elvis. came out in the vegas elvis. Ah! <laughs> i was screaming i was like oh my god right vegas so elvis. finally i said to the kids fuck this we have to go up like right go to the front of the stage <laughs> because i'm an idiot and so i grabbed them and we go up there and it was such a better it was a much better show when you're standing there and yeah. i'm doing this the whole time where i'm reaching for him to touch my hand <laughs> Like it's the real Elvis, right? And I'm doing this and I'm like, he's coming by and I'm just, I'm reaching and I'm reaching like this for him to touch my hand. He's an Elvis impersonator, (laughs) right? I had lost my mind at this point. He had this jumpsuit. It was cut down to his navel. It's all, it's like just enough hair. You know what I mean? And he's like, I'm 25 years old. I'm like, yes, you are 25 years old. Oh my God. He's so cute. Right. And uh, he's shaking them hips. I was like losing my fucking Tina. I don't know what happened. I lost my mind. I'm I'm obsessed with Elvis. That sounds so much fun though. It's so much fun. So then like he never touched my hands. <laughs> I told the kids we I get them ice cream afterwards and we're like walking away and I'm like floating. I'm so happy. I had so much fun, right? And it it was just such a good night. And my kids go, God They said you were trying so hard to touch your hand. They were behind me. They're like, why would you why they were fucking like just torturing me. I was like, all right, I'm sorry. They're like, but why would you care? And I was like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Fake Elvis. And then baby. my daughter goes, Fake Elvis. You know it's not the real Elvis. <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I fucking know. Oh and my also God. like, I think like but it's post- just being in the moment. It was so fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. Plus, It's not like I was the only one. Other people were doing it too. Now they were like in their sixties, but <laughs> I still felt like I could knock a grandma out and get a handshake. Yes. What but happened? Um, also like post-divorce. Anytime I'm like, ooh, that guy's so cute, right? Because I kept going, ooh, Elvis, ooh, Elvis. But I was calling him Elvis. I mean, I know he's not Elvis. My daughter's like, ew. I'm like, it's so, what do you want me to say? Like, he's so cute. I love this. But then I also was saying, like, now I know what it was like when you watch those Elvis specials. And oh, he's on and the stage and, and the women out. are freaking out. I was like, I get it now. Like, this was entertainment. Yes. And I want to And especially go, at that time with, like, just oh, yeah. that sex appeal. Yeah. That, and men were not moving yes, like that. Like, yes. this was a moving. This guy had the moves down, like, in incredible incredible that's wild he was like a carbon copy especially the vegas special because the vegas he would always like work with the band and look at the band and he was doing moves that he didn't do before so this guy had them down perfectly wow. perfectly oh my god so I can't. he's I'm like yeah like, so he's a, he's a a student of elvis yeah 
He's one. He just he got second place uh, last year at the Elvis competition <laughs> in, at at Graceland. Like, oh he's, really? He's like wow. certified Elvis. <laughs> impersonator and they're doing a whole thing down there today uh, the same place they're doing another there's another guy coming and he's like a younger guy or whatever does it and i was like maybe we could go tomorrow my daughter's like i think we've had enough elvis for one day for one weekend and i was like oh okay oh my god all right uh, sorry so to bother you i'm so sorry <laughs> and i want to go to memphis for my birthday like that's my plan is to go to memphis but i want because i want to go to graceland so badly like really want to yeah, go that and sounds like a fun trip oh forget about it like i've already started planning the whole fucking thing but i just after that last night i was like i'm going to shit myself with grayson <laughs> impersonate like uh, or elvis impersonators like it's going to be incredible oh my God. Like, you gotta gonna, buy you gotta buy some of the big uh vegas elvis yes shades. oh no that's going that's totally gonna happen that's totally gonna happen. <laughs> but you know even like before he came out and started my daughter's like well how did you get into elvis i'm like i I don't even know. She's like, your parents? I'm like, no, my parents, my mom was in a Beatles. That was her era, right? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't Elvis. My mom listened to Elvis. My mom, even though like Beatles was her era, she was like more like 50s, like early crooners. 60s. Like she, yeah. yeah she, I love that stuff so much. Yeah. She would play like albums and like dance around the house. Yeah. And Elvis's story is incredible. Now, you know, like, <laughs> like when we started watching the Elvis movie, my daughter's like, so basically he stole black people's music. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He stole he it. Did. Like there's one scene in the Elvis, the Boz Lerman, the new Elvis movie, which is incredible, uh, which by I the way. Which I haven't seen, you, which I need you to You really see. should watch it. It's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. movie. It's on Besides HBO his story, now, it's just like yeah. the film itself is just gorgeous. But um, there's a scene where uh, Little Richard, it's like he's just an up and coming like guy and yeah. he's playing in this Memphis bar and Elvis is talking to BB King and they're watching Little Richard like tear his shit up, right? And Elvis goes, Oh, that sounds like a good song. And I was like, it was like it was tutti frutti. Uh -oh. And I was like, Elvis, take it easy. Like you can't steal all the songs, yes. right? Like he's like, that sounds like a great song. Maybe I should cover it. No, leave it alone. Like leave wow. some music to the black folks. But he was raised in like a poor community surrounded by black people. He went to yeah. black churches, like it was like what influenced him. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. I love Elvis. Ooh, I know. Elvis. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. okay. Is my mascara totally running from me like laughing, laughing? crying? No. Okay, good. Also, I woke up this week and I had two. Do you see this red spot on my eye? Oh. I had two like blood, I don't know, hemorrhages in my eyes. Can you fucking believe my eye? And guess what it said? I look it up. It's like, don't worry. It heals. It goes away. I'm like, okay, great. And then I look, it's like, how does this happen? From straining, like sneezing. Oh I'm my like, God. what? I was sleeping. <laughs> what the fuck's going on in my sleep? <laughs> what am I thrashing in my sleep? <laughs> What's going on? We're too stressed. Maybe I'm dreaming of elephant. Oh, I think I'm that. That's exactly what it was. It yeah. was stress. All right, let's get into it because my yes. story is so much fun, honey. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> All right. Today, I am covering the 1951 bagel strike in New York. What? <laughs> I've never heard of a bagel strike. I know. It's so good. <gasps> okay. Let's, let's do it. Yes, do it. So Jewish immigrants brought the bagel to the United States at the turn of the 20th century with hundreds of small bagel bakeries sprouting up in Manhattan's oh, Lower so East Side in which workers worked under difficult conditions for uh -oh. minimum wa minimal wages. Uh -oh. To represent these workers, the International Beagle Bakers Union was established. Beagle was the name of the guy who started it. 
Uh, Local 338 was established by 300 bagel craftsmen who joined together in Manhattan, establishing standards uh, for bagel production by hand and mandating that new spots in the union be handed to sons of existing local members, which I love. Yes. Let's keep it in the fam. Keep it in the family. All of the locals members were Jewish and meetings were conducted in Yiddish. By 1915, the local had contracts with 36 bakeries in the New York area. The bagels were they the bagels they prepared by hand weighed about 2 to 3 ounces with bagels commonly prepared by the 1990s typically being double that size or larger. So we're talking about oh, tiny. They, they were, were little, little. They were like yeah, the minis. Minis. These smaller and denser bagels were made with high gluten flour, mixed with malt syrup, salt, water, and yeast, using a zealously guarded recipe, Ooh. and would become hard after about six hours. Oh. So, so you, you know, got to eat it like yeah. right away. You know how you buy, uh, I don't know if you ever do this, but if you buy bread from like a bakery instead of like what's uh, the mass produced yes. bread that's on the shelves, oh, that I, bread goes bad quickly. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. You have Even to when use, you make bread, it, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. So they would be rolled out into two strips, uh, two into strips two inches in diameter and formed by hand into bagels, boiled in hot water for one minute and then placed to bake in the oven. Have you ever made bagels? No. Yeah, I've seen on the baking shows, you boil the the dough dough. before you bake it It, i think that's what makes it chewy it does something to the dough yeah um or the hard shell maybe maybe i don't know it's interesting though yeah because it like partially cooks it somehow i would imagine i think it's the hard part the shell um the finished uh products were delivered to customers on strings of five dozen bagels which is kind of it looks really cool in the pictures i might i think i have a picture so cute the profession was uh divided into the bench men who were responsible for kneading shaping and boiling the bagels and then the oven men which finished the job and threw it into the hot oven right Okay, so in December 1951, a labor dispute between Local 338 and the Bagel Bakers Association, which is the owners of all these bakeries, uh, closed 32 of the city's bagel bakeries, leading to what the New York Times called, quote, a bagel famine. (laughs) With the two remaining bakeries unable to keep up with the 1.2 million weekly demand for the product. That's a lot of bagels. So it's all these bakeries, but it's going out to New York, in the yes. city, in the, in the area, so they're in like New mass, Jersey. Mass producing bagels yeah. by hand. Yes. So they need a lot of workers. Oh, yeah. And they're not paying anybody. Great. Right. So as a result of the work stoppage, area delicatessens reported that sales of locks had dropped by as much as 30 to 50%. Oh, yeah, because you got to have the locks and the bagels. Yeah. Murray Nathan, who had successfully resolved the smoked salmon strike in 1948. <laughs> Murray! Was brought Get in. Get Murray in here. Murray, well, you know who we need? <laughs> we need Murray! That's smoked salmon <laughs> strike. Oh, my God. Uh, he was brought in by the New York State Board of Meta, uh, Mediation to help the two sides to meet. Local 338 had settled by late January, but the bagel outage lasted until early February when the Bagel Bakers Association reached a deal to compensate the drivers who deliver the bagels for the wages lost during the seven-week stoppage. Okay. You can imagine. Yeah. Seven weeks of no work. That's a lot of me. That's you know a long what I'm time. saying? Yeah. While a threatened 1956 strike was averted when local 338 members received an additional $6, which is equivalent to $60 today in weekly wages, bringing pay to seven between $70 and $138 per week, which is like $713, uh, $1,380 a week today. Oh. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. For bakeries. For, for, for a week. Now, yeah. I know they're making these people, these bakeries are making money, but this is a lot of money to ask for. I feel like even for today's standards, $1,300 a week for a bagel maker. Come on. 13, yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's, it's 
Probably more than I make as a teacher. <laughs> Probably compared, yeah, and compared to like a week, yeah, dude, a yeah, week yeah. compared to what they're making though. What are their profits? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah. they know what they're doing. I don't know. That's a lot. It's and, a lot. But if they're selling uh, what, a million and a half yeah. bagels a week, yeah, or 1. a day, one point two million dollars a week, one point two million bagels a week. Yeah, I mean, so that's a lot of bagels. Yeah. A 33-day-long strike in 1957 was ended with further improvements in salaries and benefits for 350 striking workers at 34 area bakeries. By 1960, the locals' 350 workers were producing 250,000 bagels each day. Holy shit. Oh, my God. For a 37-hour work week, a benchman was paid $144 and an oven man $150, which is equivalent to $1,320 and $1,370 today. I'm going to go. Can I go make bagels? Can you fucking believe this? I need to go make bagels. But it's a skill. It's that a there skill. was a demand for. Right. And so they asked for the money. I mean, yeah. I get this. No, it's, it's a, but it's a decent wage. Yeah. Yeah. You're making a living. I and mean, and you're using your, like, I mean, the oven man's in that heat, right? Yeah. But the guy who's making the dough and doing yeah, all that, no, like, it's, it's, a, it's we're working. A, yeah, you're working all day. Yeah. With opportunities, they had opportunities to make double that in overtime and when, when it was de- demand required. So like yeah. they, this isn't salary. This is like hourly wages. Ooh, local, they get that time and a half. Honey. Local 338 went on strike in February 1962, leading to an estimated 85% drop in the bagel supply. Wow. 10 bakeries. So they, they were have power. strong. They have power. Yeah, they were strong. 10 bakeries, half in New Jersey, had signed contracts with the union, while 29 other bakeries were shut down in the job action, leaving New York City and adjoining Nassau County hardest hit by the closures. Local 338 was seeking a third week of paid vacation and three more paid holidays. Wow. So I need their the, benefits can I have two weeks union? of paid vacation. They were yeah. asking for a third week. It's a lot. It's a lot, but... I mean, it's three. I think about in Europe, everybody gets a month off. I know. I mean, I'm for unions. I'm for it. But like, are we breaking the backs of people for like another week vacation? Three weeks? Most people don't get a week vacation. I know. Well, then maybe this is, maybe we should change it to everybody get, no, everybody get a month. Oh, that sounds so good. Which month would you want off? Well, I mean, I teach, so I'm always off in the summer. I think December, like just give me all of December All of December. I think in Europe, isn't it, is it August? July or oh, yeah. August? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's August because I know like in Italy, like a lot of people go because that's when they have all the festivals and they do all the stuff in August. Mm, that sounds nice. They get a whole month. Oh God, I can't. What would I do? And myself? I think, and I think, don't they do four day work weeks? Probably. We're doing it wrong. We're doing everything wrong. <laughs> everything. We can't even elect a speaker of the house. <gasps> Could you imagine you walk in? And, how about make those demands, Matt Gates? Yeah. How about like we'll make you speak of the house, but we need a national month holiday. Yeah. Um, then I'm I'm fucking oh vote for Matt Gates at that yeah, point. Everybody gets a month off, and we have four day work weeks. Let's oh, do it. Oh, so we nice. We would be so happy. Oh, oh. That extra day. Oh my god. That extra day. What you are we doing, fuckers? God damn it! Damn it! Come on, Matt. But Gates. then we'd be like, thank God it's Thursday instead of thank God it's Friday. Yeah. Hey, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, would be, it would be wait thank god oh no it's tg i was like oh it's gonna be tit thank god <laughs> <laughs> it's the tits it's the tits it's the- <laughs> i fucking love that <laughs> is it tit yeah <laughs> are you sure you're a teacher <laughs> i don't know i'm spelling everything yeah. wrong but i was trying to think of yeah, a good acronym <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
<laughs> it just reminded me of a conversation in my car last night with my kids. Oh my it was God. about boobs. It was hilarious, but I'm not uh, going to share it. I'm okay. not going to do it. <laughs> so, um, employers countered with an offer of one additional paid holiday and wage increases that could be applied as the union saw fit. So they're oh, trying, right? So they're right? going to get even more than 1300 a week. Yeah. In the two-year agreement reached on March 8th to settle the month-long strike, workers received an additional $2 daily in the first year. Um, on top of the 25 to 26 per day received under one year agreement that had just ended. Wow. So they already had an agreement to like get more money in. They're like, <laughs> wow, another $2 a day. It's Workers, a good, it's a good uh, union. Oh. Is this a good union? Yeah. I mean, they're really. Because well, it is about sticking together, right? Yeah. So if, if you're going to threaten a strike, everybody better fucking walk the fuck out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, workers received another dollar per day in the second year of the contract and a third paid week vacation in addition to Whoa. other benefit changes. And this is great. The two dozen bagels per day. Each member was already entitled to receive <gasps> two dozen bagels a day. That's what a lot of bagels. Four fucking bagels. What the fuck are you doing with all that? And they go bad bagels. in six hours anyway. Like they're, you, you know, they're walking home and they're like, here, it's have like a hard. bagel. Yeah, it's yeah. like, a, you like, know, John Travolta when he's walking yeah. down the street, but he's handing out bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a bagel. Give him a bagel. Like, what are you doing? That's a lot of bagels. It's 24 bagels. A day. 24 bagels a day. I mean, if you have a family, four or five, everybody has two bagels. But, but so, so I'm 10. not Jewish, so I don't know. But is, was were bagels like you'd have it with a meal like is it a, the bread you would eat with something or was it like what is the deal with the bagel i think the bagel is the meal right like the breakfast is was italian bread a thing like with every meal with you with your family at dinner yeah or? You have bread yeah yeah with bread. dinner all the time yeah so i wonder if maybe but the bread but goes the, bad no, the, six no, hours and a bagel is not like a no, no it's not like a uh, i don't know what they're doing with this i think isn't a bagel more like a it's a breakfast bagel. that's what i thought i don't understand oh what we're someone doing someone has to help us understand please help me Please help me. I fucking love bagels, they by the way. Uh, me too. Oh, oh my God. Oh bagels God. and cream cheese. Oh, fucking so good. My son, my youngest, loves bagels. Oh. Loves bagels. My son used to love bagels. I don't know what happened. He doesn't oh like them anymore. Oh, my God. And he that does the, the minis. Oh, yeah. They're good. Remember Bagel Bites? <gasps> oh, my God. And they would be all like... Um, They'd have that little like, like square cut yes. up cheese on it. God, what happened to those? <laughs> to me, when I was a kid, we'd see bagel bite commercials, and I'm like, oh, that's for rich people. Like, we would never get oh, well, bagel we bites. Ne my, my, my parents, parents would never. Well, my buy parents that. wouldn't buy it. So we go to a, like a birthday party, and they had bagel they bites. Had bagel I was like, bites, oh, yeah. they're rich. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's all I could think. He's like, they got they have money. I thought the same thing about like sugary cereals. If somebody yeah. had fruit loops in their house, I'm like, oh, yeah, they got a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Cocoa puffs. Cocoa Puffs. That was my cereal. My shit had. We had Honey Nut Cheerios and Grape Nuts, bitch. That's all you got. <gasps> grape That's Nuts. It. Grape Nuts are good. But I'd put I put so much like sugar grape. on that. Grape I used nuts. to love Grape Nuts. Oh, my God. I used to put Grape Nuts like in yogurt. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's yummy. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Anyway. So then employers <laughs> staged a lockout. They're wow. like, you know what? It's our turn. Done. So they staged a lockout of three, the local 338 in February 1967 <gasps> after they demanded... A 40% wage reduction. This is what they wanted. A 40%, the employers, <gasps> wage reduction, citing losses incurred by the bagel bakeries due to competition from non-union shops, frozen bagels that are now being bought uh -oh. in uh, from outside companies in the area, and the companies using automated equipment. I was going to ask, like, when did the manufacturing That's change? That's when everything went wrong because, for the bagel makers. Yeah, because they're like, hey, we have the skill, but now a machine can do it. Yeah. 
That that was the end of this. And so, how long can you go? Oh, we have handmade bagels. When someone's like, "Well, yeah, down the street they have a machine made bagel, but it tastes the same." Yeah, and it's like half the cost. Yeah. Oh, this sucks. Well, machines coming in taking over everything. everything everybody's jobs. But at this still, point. I feel like that's still an artisan thing that you could try to. Like, yeah, like I don't know if you have you been to New York and had a bagel at a place where they made the bagel by hand. Yeah, no. Oh I, my I god, I don't think I've ever had a. Forget handmade. about it. It's you will never want another another bagel like these bagels that you that we have. No it's good. It's not the same. No good. Like bag real bagel like made hand by hand, hand is incredible. So and you, just, you can tell the difference. Yeah. Well, then, so so so, do they take the deal? No, please. <gasps> At the time, Local 338 was willing to consider rollbacks to individual bakeries on a case-by-case basis for those companies that would open their books and demonstrate financial need for the wage cuts. Ooh, they are hard-hitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the union, so then the union dissolves. So the union controlled the market for decades until the advent of automation in the 1960s when Canadian Dan Thompson invented the Thompson bagel machine. Oh my God. Wait, isn't that uh, the Thompson? Isn't that like a, uh, doesn't he do like a bunch of other breads and stuff or no? Oh, am I I wrong? Maybe not. I don't know. But lenders bagels. Lenders. In New Haven, Connecticut, started using the machines in 1962, helping turn the bagel into a readily available commodity. The bagel-making machinery could produce 300 de- dozen bagels in the time that two men working together could roll 125 <gasps> dozen. So you're like, oh, more than doubled. Yeah. The and union- then you're not dealing with people. Yeah. Just like a couple, little bit of oil squirts. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. No complaints. Tighten the screws, honey. The machine doesn't need an extra week oh, of vacation. Oh, yeah, you want another? <laughs> you need Christmas break off? Oh, you want health insurance? Gav. Yeah. Bavangu. They're like, all we need is like a can of Crisco and, yeah. and everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> they love that machine. They don't have to hear about my, my daughter's birthday. Yeah. I got to go see yeah. my in-laws over here. Yeah. No, it's like fucking just the machine. <laughs> I don't blame them. This is bullshit. They had these I motherfuckers know. bent over. My God, it's kind of sad though that you lose. It is. I mean, because this is, at the time you're like, oh, this is amazing, you know? Because because I feel like some automated things, like if if whenever that invention of hey, you put your clothes in and it washes it and it right. dries it and it folds it and like all you have to do is put it away. I'm here for that because oh, yeah. like you know, no, there's no art being lost there. <laughs> but <laughs> with the bagels and other things where you're losing something in the automation, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like think about the jobs a, that have been taken. I do. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think that every time I go to Target and there's the self-checkout, you know what I mean? Like, oh. I feel bad that yeah. that used to be eight people working. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, how many, they keep increasing how many of those things are there. And yes. soon it's going to be no lanes and just those machines. You know And what then I there's mean? only like one or two people that like kind of help. Yeah. Hover. Think about that. Think yeah. about what they're. Yeah. And are they passing the savings on to us as customers? I don't no. think so. Um, the union ended its independent life in the early 1970s when it merged into a broader baker's union at some point between 1970 and 1973 during the time Harry Rubenstein was president of local three of the bakery confectionery and and tobacco workers international union local 338 merged with the local three so that was it that was the bagel strike of 1951 good right it's although they so striked good. a lot it wasn't just that one year but that was yeah, the first one yeah. no but they got a lot of stuff and that's really why unions are important yes i mean i get it like you don't want to go overboard and, and 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 push things to the point but at the same time like 
They got their three weeks vacation. Oh, they yeah. got a decent living wage. Listen, because they're they in like, that, like when you're in that kitchen. Yeah. And when they talk about when, you, when, when we celebrate Labor Day and it's a day off from work, it's really to talk. Let's talk about what unions have given us a five day work week. Yes. 40 hours a week. Yes. Overtime. Yep. Holiday pay. Yep. Like unions, you know, safer conditions. Yep. Kids don't work. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there's really a lot of things that have, unions have done. And I think there are times when. Uh, and they negotiate, you know, they still negotiate salaries. Like I know for me, I'm part of my union and they negotiate our salary yeah. every year. And, you know, they make sure, you know, there's certain things that we, um, that they can't ask us to do. Right. You know, like they, we can't be told to do things where if you're working, like just because I have experience both like in a public and in a private school, where in a private school, sometimes like you have to do stuff that is over the hours or, and there's no one that can say like, sorry, you can't do, you know, like they can't ask you to do that. But in a a public school with a union, you can go, I'm sorry, like that's not in my contract. And like, they can't force you to do anything because like you have the contract that outlines all of these things to protect you. Do you get paid for um, like back to school night? Do you stay for those hours or did, or is that? You don't get paid that, you know, that's part of it. So that's in the bargaining. So like, it says like, you're required to go to like open house night. You're required So there's certain things you're required to do Mm -hmm. that are outside of school hours, Mm -hmm. but then um, other things they can't tell you that you have to do. They can't be like, oh, we have this thing you have to stay for. They can ask you. Right. And most people will be like, sure, I'll help out. But if you can't or you don't want to, like there's no ramification. Mm. So that's like. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. But like, but also like with any, you know, human run organization there's corruption oh there's bureaucracy please there's there's you know candidate endorsements where you're just like what What? um that don't make sense for the school board or for whatever uh you know police fire those those unions like it's all about oh yeah they don't really have a lot of oversight as far as i know in broward county of like doing uh, right. a questionnaire or an interview they kind of, sometimes they just put a stamp on someone to give them an endorsement which is how many teachers are in Broward County oh a lot know. yeah we're we're, we're we're what the are we the third largest school district yeah. like in, in the, the nation in the, in the country yeah so there's I mean, a lot of us. it's a lot it, giving an endorsement as a union right it's for people teachers police officers firefighters who don't pay attention to local politics they, oh yeah they, they follow go, oh, along what does the union tell me to yep. do oh i gotta go vote for this guy all right cool bye like they just and, and, that's and it. also and also people who like support firefighters and police when they go to the polls the, you better firefighters are always oh, at the yes. polls and they hand you that piece of paper yep. that has this is who this is who supports who, us who supports the heroes police, yeah, all heroes, the heroes yeah. <laughs> right then the people love that shit and yeah. they fucking go in and vote that way yeah and uh, unfortunately for me uh, or anybody else in Broward County who gives a fuck, <laughs> firefighters support Republicans. Yeah. Which is that, shocking because their shocking. union is super fucking strong. And so it shocks me that they're always supporting Republicans. Yeah. It's wild. It doesn't make fucking sense at all. It, there, there was a flip that happened because like growing up, mm. it was the opposite. Yeah. Growing up, I always felt like police and firefighters were always Democrats. <sighs> always. Like when I was a kid. Right? I don't get it. Yeah, I like don't get it. Like there was something, there was some shift that happened and, you know, that's it. It's a really good question. Something to look into. Yeah. Once upon a time. Boring. It was the best of times. It was the worst. You got that right. 
What's your problem? We want new stories. Hi, it's Frankie. And Garrett. And we host the Ever Trending Story, a weekly podcast where we bring to life a fictional story created by our own minds and some of the hottest, craziest trends from the internet. Find us wherever you download podcasts and be sure to join the fun on social media at EverTrendingPod. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love going first. Oh my God. Isn't it nice? Then you get to chill. I love to chill. Just chill. I'll Take just chill. a chill. Oh, I saw oh. this cute necklace. I, I, that Instagram stalks me with jewelry. Oh, uh, really? Bullshit. But it was this really cute necklace and it was a pill and it says chill pill. It oh. says chill on it. And I was like, I need that pill. That is so cute. <laughs> yeah. I need that too. <laughs> chill. Jesus. <laughs> Why don't you just take a chill pill? Remember that? <laughs> chill. I need to take a chill pill. Yeah, I'm like, uh, just give me the pill. If it helps me chill, <laughs> I'll take it. Don't even tell me what it is. It just says chill on the bottle. I'm like, that's my fucking drugs. Oh my they, God. Let me have it. Because, oh. you know, I I used to, this is all going to stay in, right? We're yeah. Not gonna, okay. I used to think I was very chill. But I'm the older I get, the more not chill I am. You know I, I was gotta, thinking you know? about this too, like, um, well, and things that like never bothered me, yeah, I, I feel anxious about, yeah. and I'm like, what is, what is going on? I need to let it go. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I don't want to get into like, we've, we made a pact. Let's do a pinky, a pinky swear oh. pact. We did a pact that we're not going to talk about Andrew Tate on here. Oh. So I'm, I don't really want to talk about him, no. but I, I do want to say this though, that it's th- to me, I know I've talked about how I feel about sex work on here and yes. and making it legal, which I do think it should be legal because I think women That's need protections prote- yeah. more than anything. But like there is something to, I, I can't, I'm still trying to figure it out. I was talking to my friend about it. I'm still trying to work it out. But like there's something about women thinking that they have control there. And I just don't think they do. I think in some way men are still benefiting more than women. Yeah. Because even though you're getting the money, there's still something about them benefiting more. Because when it comes out that, like he was doing the sex trafficking in England and they reported, women were reporting him and saying like all these things were happening. And, and so he fled, the police didn't listen, right? And he flees, flees the country, he goes to Romania right. and they're reporting right. it again. And it's like, Ugh. this guy's just a fucking disgusting pig who's going to try to take advantage of women all the time and like why are we putting ourselves in that position and i know that all women are different not all of them are strong enough and like they only have this sort of they feel like they only have this sort of ability they don't have the perspective of like you are you have more to offer but i i know i don't know i can't get my head around the sex work thing and as as i keep thinking is it because of my age is it because of you know I don't know. I, I feel like I'm sexual. I have sexual freedom. I feel like I have a, a good healthy perspective on that. But at the same time, I want to, I want women to feel, be safe. Right. I and not know. exploited. So maybe it's like you feel, feeling like they're still being exploited. Yeah. Even though I they're do. trying to take ownership of it. I do it. feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, and I think about like the, um, like the sugar daddy stuff, oh. because a lot of times those are girls are like in college and like, okay, I'm going to just have this like sugar daddy. And it's usually like some old dude who's like, you know, in his sixties, but the, the girls make the arrangement. They're like, this is how much yeah. I want a week. This is what I want. This is what I'll do. And there's no uh, romance there. Like, this is just a, a, a thing. Like, I'll hang out. I'll go to the event. I'll do the things like, but I want you to buy me this and I want you to do that. And I want you to pay my rent and I want, you know. 
So it's like, well, they kind of have the power there or no. I, I, mean, I, don't, I, I do. I see the reality you know, in that. I see the power and the reality in what that is. I do. But it's still dangerous for women because a lot of women still end up, you know, we listen to all these true crime things. And a lot of times it's like, yeah, like how, they had an account you know? on the sugar daddy site. Yeah, like, and how do you know somebody it's on safe? There, yeah. How do you know this person is actually safe? Yeah. Like, I don't, I just feel like it's a huge risk. Yeah. And yeah, you're rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice. I don't know. I, you know what? The fuck? Do what you want to do. Do whatever you want. Just, 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 just be, be safe. Just be, be safe. safe. Be, be safe. You have so much to offer the world as a human being besides like your looks. Maybe that's part of it too for me is like what a sugar daddy, they just want these young girls and it's like, fuck, like what is the value? Right. I just don't, I don't. But then, but then as the woman, she's like, whatever he wants me, I'm cute. Like I'll know, take advantage I, of him. I, oh. Like if we flip it the other way, like, you know. I just don't know how it works in your favor in the at the end. Like in what right. unless you can we break should talk off to someone. We oh, should talk I, to I someone. I just need some help here. Yeah. I need some help. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, sorry for the okay. sidebar. No, no, the sidebar is good. <laughs> All right. Today Ooh. I'm gonna tell you the story of former Dawson, Georgia mayor, Christopher oh. Wright. Hmm. So Christopher Wright made history as Dawson, Georgia's youngest mayor in twenty twelve. But it's the actions that led to his indictment that have forever tarnished his legacy. You motherfucker. Ugh. Is it W-R-I-G-H-T? It's W-R-I-G-H-T. Mm-hmm. All right. So our story takes place <laughs> in Dawson, Georgia, which is a pretty small city of about 4,500 folks. And it's the county seat of Terrell County, Georgia. And basically, it's like a two and a half hour drive from Atlanta. Like that's kind of mm. maybe like the, the more major city that it's near. Never been to Atlanta. Would love to go to Atlanta. I would love to go to Atlanta too. Never. I've heard so many wonderful things. I've just like things. driven through Georgia. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have I? No, I've never driven through Georgia. Yeah. Wait. Yes, I have. Yeah. All right. So as I said at the top, was, right, was the youngest. That was a fun <laughs> trip down my, my brain going, wait, have I driven? Uh, I'm so fucking old. I can't Oh, you are so not. By the way, a friend, I had dinner with a friend of mine last week and she said that she said that she was at the doctor's for like whatever a checkup. And the doctor literally said to her, she's, she's our age. And the doctor says, you're almost 50. Enjoy these years because it's about to hit where like everything goes wrong. Oh. Like our bodies just fall apart. That's <laughs> nice. As the doctor said. I was like, who is this doctor? <laughs> Second of all, they're right. Like I know it's, it's coming. Like no, my, I, no, I'm forgetful. No, no. Uh, I'm tripping and falling on things. Like I'm a mess. Let's enjoy being a mess though. Okay. Okay. All right. So, right. Is, <laughs> where's the sugar daddy site for me being a mess? I think there is one. Is I there a messy... You- daughter site ew that's so fucking weird this whole thing's so weird i, I i'm so i'm interrupting the story i'm so sorry come on christopher right oh my god if he steals money i mean that's gonna be the end of it i mean i feel like that's every story that i've done all right so Wright was the youngest elected mayor of dawson he was a young black elected who had hopes of changing the city for the better and according to a georgia followers article by jeremy jones um he just you know um I guess was like this idealist in a way, you know, he's like, I want to make a change. And Fox 31 covered his inauguration day and cited Wright as saying, quote, the next step is getting an office, developing a relationship with the personnel in city hall, city managers and elected officials. And his goal ultimately, he said, was to change the image of Dawson. And from what I read, he seemed to be surrounded by trouble and strife from the beginning of his term. So for example, he's elected in, um, and this isn't the major story, but it could have been, um, but in, um, he's elected in 2012 and in 2013, 
Wright was shot in his home. What? On Halloween night. And not just shot, but he was shot like multiple times. Was it Jason? No. <laughs> Michael Myers? Not Michael Myers. Damn it. No one knows still really who what? shot him. Yeah. He had to spend months recovering and his mom was tied up like they tied up his mom. What the fuck? Yeah. And then they shot him multiple times. And speaking to WTVM9 about the incident, Wright said, quote, I saw someone bust down the door and they and they got my attention by yelling, hey, and they opened fire on me four times. I was shocked. Holy shit. I was stunned. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is how I'm going to die. <gasps> After crying out a couple oh. of times, I heard footsteps running back toward me. The gunman, he came and he stood over me and he shot me twice more. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like assassination attempt. What the fuck yeah. is, what's going on? So at the time, Wright thought that the shooting may have been politically motivated. He like, was the mayor when this he's happened. He's the mayor. Wow. Yeah, he's the mayor. He's the mayor. Six times? And he's a young mayor. He's like 22 years old or something. Holy yeah. shit, dude. And he was worried because um, in that interview, he's like, there's no leads. No one was caught. Like no one knows like who did this to me. Come on. He's got to know something. Right? And something, so, something's going on. Come on, bruh. So- if someone busted in your door and shot you, wouldn't you be like, I, I would know if I had an enemy who might be out well, to get me. Well, that's why me. he's saying he thinks it was politically motivated because there were some people that maybe didn't want him to be mayor. I mean, this and is crazy. according to Jones's article, when he requested police protection, like on the dais, like, hey, I want police protection. The council voted 4-2 to not deny him that protection. Uh -oh. Yeah. So there's like something going on. Whoa. Yeah. Dude. So no one knew who shot Wright or why, but in 2016, oh. when things were heating up for Wright in his own arrest, so like okay. Wright ends up arrested yeah. for this other thing that I'll talk about. Um, this man named LaShawn Moore pled guilty to the attack, and he alleged that Dawson City manager, Barney uh, Parnicott paid him to do <gasps> it. Holy cow. What's going yes. on over here? Yeah. yeah. The city so manager. The city manager. Bitch. The city manager ends up arrested for something else too. Oh my. What's uh, happening in yeah, this small this, town? This little town is, is a mess. So he alleged Dawson. that, <laughs> that uh, Parnicott gave him a thousand dollars to commit the crime. But from what I've read, that's it. no charges ever came to the city manager. Like they couldn't find any connection. Wow. That Parnicott actually did this. But the, the guy said it. That doesn't, it doesn't. Well. Did you give him a check? Because that could lead back to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if he could say, yeah, this guy did it. But if they have no other evidence, wow. no communication, no nothing, like nothing. Holy cow. To yeah. To hold him to, right? Thousand dollars. So this asshole, Parnicott, though, he ends up arrested in 2019 for aggravated sodomy and theft of a city-owned vehicle. Aggravated sodomy? With yeah. who? What's that? Like he raped somebody. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And then he stole like a, uh, like it wasn't a police van, but it was like a van that belonged to the city. And like, so he ends up in jail. So what he is happening in this city. Yeah, they, this town is, this is, is a the mess. people you have hiring and electing. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's a little crazy. All right. So. Oh no. In July, 2016. Oh God. Shortly. So this is before. Uh, the major incident went public. So he, he, so he's involved in this major incident, but in the middle of that, he's arrested for impersonating an officer. Ugh. So allegedly he flashed blue lights at a driver. And according to Kristen Poser, uh, Keeter's WALB 10 article, he then drove past the driver who had pulled like, so this driver pulled over cause like he thought, they yeah. thought it was a cop. Yeah. And um, he drove past him and then like with his hand, 
made like a, a pointing gun motion at him as he drove by. Whoa. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's intimidating someone, right? And so he ends up like in trouble for for that. But all of that sort of gets tied in together with like what he was arrested for. So the major incident in 2016, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation was investigating a group of men involved in child molestation. Oh, yeah. My God. They go to trial. During that trial, one of the victims implicated right in the ring as well. And that led to his arrest. The victim, who was 18, but 12 at the time of the encounter with Wright, testified that this person, Milton Johnson, who was sort of like the ringleader of, of what was happening to these kids, um, he ordered her to have sex with Wright and Wright, who was 22 at the time, running for mayor. He had not yet been elected like when that happened, that incident happened. Oh my happened. God, dude. And he was also allegedly charged with having sex with a young boy too. What? So- the charges were aggravated child molestation, aggravated sodomy, child molestation, rape, and statutory rape. Now, when he's first arrested, he refuses a plea deal, and he refuses to step down from office. Right, because we're going to yeah. traumatize children further yeah. than you already have. Yeah. You fucking piece of shit. Can you imagine this? And Ugh. he said at the time, according to WALB10, and just as before, I have fought to save my life. And I will fight to save it again. I got to tell you, Can maybe you one of those kids hired somebody to shoot you, you right. motherfucker. Right. Maybe it was one of those kids that came in and fucking shot him. Who knows? Right. Who knows? They des- he deserves it. Right. Who knows? Die, you piece of shit. <laughs> so in October of 2016, four months after Wright's arrest, then Georgia Governor Nathan Deal suspended Wright from office. Uh, good, thank you. Yeah. So according to Jennifer Parks's of the Albany Herald, um, a review commission formed in September of 2016 to see if the indictment quote, related to and adversely impacted the administration of the office of mayor, and they determined it did. Yeah. <laughs> and Deal ordered Wright's removal, quote, immediately and without further action pending the final disposition of the criminal case against Wright or until the expiration of his term of office. Ugh. So they're like, you're out. Like, you don't want to go out? We're going to find a way to take you out. So yeah. they had to form a commission. The commission had to investigate, like, does these actions, like, impede his work? They said, yes, it does. And now he's out because he did not want to resign like he should have just done. He's an arrogant piece of shit. Right. So Disgusting this, yeah, human so, being. So this is in 2016, right? And Wright's term was going to end, but he was up for re-election. Oh. And he stayed in that race. <gasps> And if he would have won that race, he would have been then mayor again in 2017. And the suspension was only for his current term, right? So it had nothing to do if he could run or not. Wow. Luckily, he lost that election to uh, Robert L. Brighton. Can you imagine he stays in the race? And But people voted for him. It wasn't like, you know... He got one oh, percent of the vote. Oh, I'm a victim. You I know. Didn't I do mean, he, this. he lost by you know? a lot, but it was still like I want to say maybe forty percent. <laughs> he got forty percent of the vote, or what something. a fucking pig, disgusting. But pig. people voted for him. I know, but you know, listen. I know. It's just like it reminds yeah. me so much of um, what's his name? Oh, Hillary, the mayor of Detroit. That that crazy. Uh, 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 kill uh, Kwame. Kwame Kilpatrick. Yeah. Where he had, cor- I mean, you know, yes. go back and listen. I, uh, I got to look at the episode, but that episode was like crazy. one thing after the other and the car. And, and he oh would, my God. he and his families would go into the black neighborhoods and talk like his mother even and talk about how he was the victim yeah. of all of this. Like they were attacking him. They were making things up and he was the victim and it played to people's sympathies. 
you know? And that's, that's exactly what this motherfucker probably did. So Wright ultimately pled no contest to the charges in January, 2017. And so just as a reminder to those of you listening, no contest means you accept the conviction on the charges, but you don't officially plead guilty or innocent. It's almost like, like that uh, Alfred plea, like where you're like, I recognize that there's enough evidence to convict me of this. So I'll take it, but I'm not saying that I, I did anything or not. Whatever. Right? So sentencing. Oh God. Fuck you, Tina. Tina, I swear to God, I swear to God, don't. I I know you can't see all her face, but she went like this. I know. That means he got nothing. That means nothing happened. Oh. So I was really shocked uh, at the sentencing. And I want to be able, maybe for a little muck, to talk to someone on the sentencing side of things to really understand, like, how does it happen? Two years. What? Two? No. Nothing. No time. So he didn't have to serve any jail time for what he did. He oh did get sentenced. God. He got sentenced to 20 years probation. 20 years probation. It's like, it's, it's like, nothing. it doesn't matter. No. It's like these kids don't and matter. And a $1,000 fine. These children. Yeah. God so, knows how they even got in that position, what their lives were no. like leading up to somebody forcing them to have sex with an adult. Uh, children, 12 oh, years old. Baby. Are you out of your fucking mind? It's disgusting. And he accepts it. There's just nothing there. No. He's an empty shell of a fucking person. All these men involved in that are disgusting. You're a fucking creep. So as Holy a condition shit. of his plea deal, Wright can never seek election uh, for office for the 20 years that he's on probation, which means, because remember, he's like in his, tw- I think he's like 26 or so, like when all this goes down. So that means when he's 46, 47, if he wants to run for office again, he surely can. Isn't that outrageous? It should just be forever. I but, don't understand why these you know, folks Let's hope get he involved. doesn't. Why did they get involved? Like, you know, know what you did. This is before he was elected. You know what you've been up to. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like you're dating someone and, and, and you're having sex. You are in a place, some, some weird fucking place where there's some children. Some guy tells you some, to do this. Yeah, and someone... Tells this girl to do yeah, this like, and you go, okay. You know, this is an odd fucking, Ugh. this is not like, think about the, where this was happening, yeah. what you, he was doing. Yeah. He consciously made this decision to yes. do that with a child, two children, allegedly. Yeah. I, I mean, I allegedly, he's, yeah. he's saying no contest, but like two kids and you're still running for office. The arrogance and the ego on this motherfucker that so he gross. thinks he's not going to get caught. Nobody will care. I'll get elected anyway. Yeah. I'll behave this and then what? And now then that you're shocked when somebody well, breaks in his house then, and shoots him? Right. Why are you shocked? Look what you've been up to, motherfucker. Right. And then you are elected, but these are the people that you're hanging out with. So like, yeah. what, what kind of favors are you going to do these people? Oh my God. Uh-uh. Or, hey, if you don't pay me X amount of dollars, I'll let people know I'll tell this. people yeah. you did this. So one thing I found interesting is when Wright first won his seat in 2012, he beat Robert Alberton, who was the guy that then beat ran against him, him again. So that guy was like a long seated mayor mm-hmm. who got ousted by this kid and then uh, got his seat back. Nice. All right. And then the other thing that I found interesting was uh, Milton Johnson, who was the ringleader of all this. He was given eight life sentences. Uh, the ringleader for this, the children in the. Yes. The guy that How? like forced the girl. Cause I guess he was like, I mean, yes, good, great. Yes. But also like the people who also participated in it yeah. get, don't get the same fucking thing. I don't know. Life I think, sentence I think there is a perfect other, uh, yeah. conviction for this. Yeah. Eight life sentences. Yeah. Well, a life sentence for fucking Christopher Wright should be yeah. on there on the table yeah. too. This yeah. motherfucker's walking around Georgia. 
walking around with 20 years probation. So that's the story of a mayor gone wrong, Christopher Wright. Oh, Tina. Okay, I I was like, how did he not go to jail? That went, like, that not, went down a road I, I did not I expect. Know. I'm sorry. Always. It's, I know. Uh, it's only the second story of the season four, Tina. <laughs> we're already here. I was here. thinking, I was like, uh-oh. We're, are, we're already here. Uh-oh. But it's just incredible to me, the people who find their way in these elected positions. <sighs> and it just is a continual reminder that just because someone is an elected official does not make them good in any way. Yeah. And I feel like we still have this misconception or that somehow there's something more special about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I saw this great tweet and I retweeted it yesterday from the muck. I'm going to read it real quick because I thought it was so good. And I was like, this is what we're about. Hold on a second. Yes. Let me find it real quick. Richie Floyd. He is a commissioner in St. Pete, Florida. Uh-oh. And he wrote, if, if you think the house speaker debacle is interesting you should check out your local city council (laughs) and i was like we agree all levels of government have buffoonery happening like this is exactly so true it's so so true (sighs) like you have to pay attention before you go and vote to find out what these people have been up to because believe me in 20 years when christopher wright goes to run this is going to be almost a distant memory and people he will find some way in 20 years to twist this that it'll be so long ago oh, that yeah. he thinks people will forget. And people will. People will. Except the kids that he did this to, that oh, he raped, God. will be able to speak out and say, um, here's what he did to me when I was 12. Can you imagine that he didn't go to jail? Also, why? Ugh, I, 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 I just don't I understand this, this kids thing. Like, it makes I me so fucking it sick. It's so and with gross. when you have children, uh, mm. it's it's scary as fuck. It's so scary yeah. to think that there are people out there who are predators like this. Yes. Ugh. All right, I'm sorry to end it on a bad note. Uh, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do? What are going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? That's it? That's it. I'm just going to... Well. Do absolutely nothing today. That's my goal. I have to mow the lawn. I haven't mowed the lawn in two months because it's it's winter in Florida and the grass doesn't grow, but it's looking a little shady out there. I was driving down the street. I was like, wow, there's, look at that shitty house. Oh, that's my house. I better (laughs) mow the lawn soon. Oh my God. And it's beautiful out. So I'm happy to do it. Oh, it's such a lovely day. Yeah. Also, um, there are some stray cats who have been shitting all over my, around my pool. No. What is this? I don't know. I wish I had a dog to like eat them. I can't. Fuck these cats. And they have collars on. Like, go shit at your own house, bitch. (laughs) I'm shitting around my pool. You know what I mean? That's amazing. (laughs) Go shit at your own house. Go shit at your own house. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess that's it. That's it, girl. Hey, bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.